Well, anyway, I'm so thankful to be here tonight and and uh, and take a little bit of your time. And um, thought about Brother Matthew. I'm thankful to be able to give Brother Matthew a little rest. Y'all was my witness, and I, if I would have not tried to prepare this lesson no more, if I was speaking to ten thousand people, I mean, I, this this message to me is just like if I had a dome full of people out there. That's the way I consider this group of people. And I've, I've grieved and I've shed tears and I've tried to apply myself to the scriptures that, that I would be just a little bit worthy, of, not worthy, but just considered of, of by His grace and mercy to speak anything at all. And uh, so, anyway, uh, I don't believe the Messiah lifted Himself up in no ways. I definitely don't want to lift myself up in no ways and, and be worthy of anything. I feel like it's all through Him. You know, and everywhere I ever studied about him, he would always belittle himself. He would always, he would always be the, 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 the he wouldn't be the spotlight. He would be the, uh, uh, I, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but, but anyway, I just have a few thoughts tonight, and I'm gonna share them with you. And I'm gonna try to get right on through them, and I got me some notes, and I'm gonna try to follow these notes best I can. Got a lot of Jerry proverbs that, uh, that very easily understood. Promise you, you'll understand what I'm talking about tonight. When I leave, you won't have any trouble understanding what I said, and I don't believe you will. If you do, you're welcome to call me, and I'll get Brother Ronnie to explain it to you because I believe Brother Ronnie's going to understand what I say tonight too. And uh, uh, I believe the message ought to be understood. You know, I believe if the message can't be understood, that there's some fog in there. I, I can't accept something if there's fog, and I can't. Not that what I don't understand. I might need to understand. Sometimes it takes time to understand things. And I wrote down just about everything I'm going to say. And uh, I guess I did. But it says, you know, when I I remember, and I'll read scriptures in a minute. I'll remember that um, when I first uh, got converted, and um, and I wondered, you know, how how people was called into the ministry. And uh, I wondered how, uh, what I was, you know, I thought, where do I fit in at, into this ministry? Am I a pastor? I ain't no prophet. I'm not an apostle. And uh, maybe I can be a teacher to certain levels of people. I feel like I can. But I've often wondered, you know, of, of, uh, of uh, you know, you speak of the five-fold ministry, how that people jump on that and, they love them titles and they love those those high markings and they you know we I'm bishop so and so and pastor so and so and I guess that's okay if that's the way you want to want to be but I it's blown it to me you know I believe if you are something I can look in here and it'll tell me what you are I believe if uh, if you're a bishop I can look in here. And me reach, see the qualities that's supposed to be on a bishop, and I'll know whether you're a bishop or not. Whether you're telling me, you know, same way with an overseer, pastor, and stuff like that. When I first repented of my sins, I always wanted to be a part of the, of the church, to be be a leader of it, be a be involved in it. You know, be. Uh, um, I wanted to know why I was baptized, and I wanted to know this and that. And I, you know, and I've often wondered. Where's my ministry at? What I do, and uh, but uh, and I know, you know that he says. I'm reading scriptures right here, 
It says, uh, if he gave some apostles and some prophets, some evangelists and some pastors and some teachings for the perfecting of the saints, for the works of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of the Messiah. And I, I'm definitely thankful if people have that calling, if you are one of them, and I'm thankful that that uh, uh, for pastors, I think I think Brother Matthew's a pastor. I think he meets the qualification of that. I don't know what Brother Arnold is. I've often wondered what, what Brother Arnold is. I said, is he, a, is he an apostle or what is he, you know? But I, I believe he's definitely got a calling. And uh, I believe that we all have callings in our life. There's, there's different levels and, and different things in our life. And um, whether it be to the learned or to the unlearned, you know. And uh, But uh, either way, I, I think of the different ministries and... Uh, and, I, and I, I'm glad, like I said, I'm going to relate to Brother Joy back how the testimony service was tonight and how that we have differences. And T.J. says if we, uh, if we as a group focus for the same kingdom, you know, I tell people we seek the kingdom. You know, we're not here to argue and fight. We're here even though sometimes we get in discussions, but we seek the kingdom. Do we really seek the kingdom, you know? Uh, and I, that's that's the, it ain't a matter, Brother, I'm right or Bless God, what I'm, what I'm saying is right and yours is wrong. It's just that we seek the kingdom of Yahweh. That's, that's my goal, you know. When I repented of my sins, I didn't know one thing. And that was heaven, man. That was just all I thought about it. And, uh, and so, and I'm sort of like glad it was that way. You know, I'm glad I didn't have a bunch of doctrine to get out of my mind before I could pray. You know, I, I was a little bitty lad and I just, all I know to repent. I'm so thankful. That was all I knew at the time, and I, and uh, it's what got me on my feet. But uh, anyway, I I just went back tonight and today and yesterday and last week, and, and I thought of some things, and and I thought of people that y'all had placed in my life when I was a little bitty boy, and um, that wasn't that don't believe like we believe now. They believe different from way. I believe and understand now. But I feel like that the people that Yahweh had laid in my life had a focus for the kingdom, even though they were unlearned in certain things. And uh, it was a blessing in my life. And listen, I'm so thankful for all these things. I am so very thankful. I went back in my mind and I put it, all this come together right at the end of my studies. Like I couldn't get nothing nothing lined up, and I finally find it, and I feel like I tied it all together, and it might come out like hogwash, and I, I don't know, but I felt like y'all would let me tie it together after, after, after just pleading and pleading and pleading, it's like I'd make notes and throw them away, and I'd make notes and I'd throw them away, and I couldn't, I had a pile of notes, and I said, man, at least I said, you do better without notes and this and that, but I think I'm going to do good tonight with notes, but, uh, you know, I remember one time that, um, now, I remember this, this woman in my life, Miss Blackwell. Uh, she lived right up the street from us, and I was a little bitty boy. And I'm going to use that a lot tonight because I felt like that's when he started dealing with me when I was a little bitty boy. And uh, even though I was a heathen in my heart, maybe not in my heart, but in my actions. And I remember this praying woman that uh, I had met up the street from us. She was always praying. She was one of them Church of God. Uh, preachers, 
She always had a long dress, had long hair, and she was a she was a what a lot of people would call a holy looking woman. She had their long dress and, and she was a very prayerful woman. That's all I remember about her. She was a prayerful woman. We could hear her praying often and often every time anything ever happened to me as a little boy, uh, I would run to Miss Blackwell and I'd run to her and uh I said, Miss Blackwell, you pray for me. And uh, she said, okay. And she's even got me in the, in the floor. She's prayed for my, one time I had a bad wound on my leg, and she got me down. And she prayed for my wound. And, and uh, But anyway, that's just one thing as, as a lad I had laid in my life. And um, then uh, we had the old Milstead Baptist Church over there where we were raised at. They, uh, we used to call them all hypocrites and, and uh, think about a. Uh, you know, everybody would be bad-mouthed them around there. But they had a little old thing called the RAs on Tuesday night over there. I, I, used to, I used to remember or heard what the RAs stood for. I don't even remember now. But they had it on Tuesday night. And we was little boys, and we was running through the neighborhood, and we was mean, and we, was, we, didn't, we would knock windows out and play hooky from school, and we were just doing all the things. But this Baptist church up there, had a thing on Tuesday night, and they would give you a free Coca-Cola and a moon pie if you would come up there on Tuesday nights. And uh, every now and then they'd take you to the Braves game. And uh, and I look back at that. Vic Davis, who used to be the sheriff of Rockdale County, he was the one. He was one of them that headed it off up there. And um, how often I look back, and I think of uh, how that, Back then, we thought that was such a, such a, you know, just a, just a thing. But in the midst of all of our playing and running around and being heathenistic or whatever you would call it, man, we would stop what we was doing on Tuesday night when we found out they was giving away them moon pies. Up there. And we would, we would go up there and we would, we'd sit in there a little while and, and eat our, eat our RCs and moon pies or whatever we had. And be the only reason we went. And they would be sowing seed. They would. They would read the scriptures, verses of scriptures to us, and I don't know what they read. And uh, you know, they'd take us to the Braves game. And and uh, how often, as a child, I thought that was just a thing. Here I was again, a little lad. I then met this one woman, Miss Blackwell, and here I am. I got the RAs up there at the Mr. Baptist Church and working on me, and. Uh, Lots of lots of lots of bad stuff in a childhood life. You know, we had I won't tell you the bad stuff we was going through, but there was some good things that was here and there, here and there that would show up in my life. And uh I remember one time I I went to preach hall church, James Hall Church. Some of y'all know it. I was, again, I was a little bitty boy. I mean, this was before me and my first wife was married. I had to be about 12 or 13 years old. And uh, Preacher Hall, he's a Southern Hardcore Baptist. And uh, here I was, and we went to church with him on Easter Sunday, and I guess we had on our new shoes and all this stuff. And I never did go to church a whole lot. This man was a Baptist. This other woman was a Church of God. This this Millstone at RAs was a Baptist church. Uh, this man here was a Baptist church. He preached that Sunday morning. I don't know what he preached about, but I remember one thing. He says uh, 
He said, if you be ashamed of me, he said, I'll be ashamed of you. He was giving it all to God. And, uh, boy, he'd make it hot. Preach Hallwood. He would. He was, he was a hellfire Baptist, Baptist preacher. And uh, he'd make it hot. He said, he said, the Bible says, if you're ashamed of him, he'll be ashamed of you. And I'm sitting back there. Boy, I wouldn't move, you know. And I, I was sitting there moving. And I left that day. I didn't go to the altar, but I carried it with me. You know, I carried this with me. And uh, there again, not realizing how that through my life and through different different people that, that how I was being ministered to as a little bitty boy. Only place I was getting it. I wasn't getting it from home. I wasn't getting tough to church. I wasn't getting, I, I didn't know anything about, about stuff like that. And people was taking time with me. And uh, so thankful that uh, somebody took time to, to do something, do something to help these little boys that's running and playing. And, and uh, you know, and then I, I remember one day when Brother Jerry Kirk got converted. And, uh, boy, it, it struck me. Boy, it was like, man, that was weird. And then I think Brother Arnold, right there at the same time, him and Brother Arnold, seemed like they'd come along. Right, I don't know who went first, but one of them was converted, and I think right right after another one was converted. Yeah, I was. I was still a young man again, but I was watching this stuff. It was, for some reason, it was it was eye-catching to me. It was touching to me. It was like it was laid in my path everywhere I went, a ministry. And uh, But uh, anyway, I think that, that Brother... Um, Jerry Kirk was he was he was on me from that day out. And uh, you know, I first seen Brother Kirk, I didn't even know who he was after he got converted when he came up to me and he was witnessing to me. But there again I'm so thankful that somebody come along in my life to sow a seed or to work with me. Work with me. Here I am and all this stuff's going on in my life and I'm not putting all this together. I'm not putting the Church of God and the Baptist preacher, the R.A.'s Mills, the Baptist Church together because then I can't see it. This is hindsight. I look back now and I can see this very clear. And uh, then I, you know, I met Brother Roger Aikens. I went to work with him. And uh, uh, he, uh, one time I heard him talking about a devil, casting out a devil. And I said, man, I said, you know, I may have a devil in me. I remember I told him that. I was, you know, I had never been to church. I said, I feel like I may have a devil in me. And he said, no, you ain't got no devil in you because I know it. And uh, I said, well, good. Then if, I <laughs> if I ain't got no devil in me, because I didn't know. And, you know, we was doing pretty bad things. And uh, some of the things I won't even tell what we did. And because uh, it's not, a, it's, uh, you know, I don't want to. I want to tell where I'm at. I don't want to tell what I used to be. I want to tell where I am now. And uh, but anyway, uh, I was just thinking of that, and I think of how that y'all had brought me into this church, and he took me, he put me under Brother Roger Aikens' wing over there in Lawrenceville, Georgia, and um, we uh, we was tutored. Somebody again was taking time for me. All my life, this thing has taken place. This was probably over about a 15-year period of time that all these things had happened. Just one thing at a time and one thing at a time. And uh, uh, Brother Rogers took me and tutored me and uh, encouraged me, taught me, to, taught me to read. I taught myself to read more or less, listening, sitting in church, reading the Bible. Didn't have no schooling, a whole lot of schooling. 
we stayed on the river playing hooky and, and uh we you know where we come from you didn't go to school let's say unless you in juvenile <laughs> and uh <laughs> not proud of that it's just the way it was you know it's just the way it was and and uh mom would go to work and uh Nobody bit home, the school bus would run. We didn't have to get on the school bus. We didn't get no whooping if we didn't go to school. We didn't get no whooping if we didn't do homework. You know, back then, you just, that's the way it was. But anyway, I'm just so thankful that, uh, that, uh, that he, you know, he's had mercy on me to just show me different people in my life to, uh, to encourage me and tutor me along. It seems like it's went from one step and it's went from another step and to another step. And, uh, you know, and then when I, I remember when, uh, I'm moving right on. I'm not going to hold you long. I'm going to get my point in a minute, okay? I'm going to get the part that tires my heart out. And, uh, and says, you know, I remember that, uh, when I repented of my sins, that, uh, I mean, we was always taking people to church. And uh, the neighborhood I come from, we, uh, we, uh, a lot of people was around there. It's easy to, invite somebody to church because you're constantly meeting people. You lived, We didn't live out in the woods. You had neighbors all the way around you, and you knew them and stuff. And, and it was easy to to uh, invite people to church. And I remember we had a church van. And, and uh, now listen, all this is, I'm, I'm going to drive something in. This, this is time. This is time. In a minute, we're going to look back and see hindsight, okay? Right now, we're still looking forward, but in a minute... We're going to see hindsight. Hindsight is 2020. Sometimes you can't see in front of you, but once you cross the bridge, you can look back on the other side and see exactly what went wrong or where you was, what happened in your life, or you can see things unfold that you couldn't see to after you've been there. And, um, but anyway, we take that old van, and uh, uh, we, we, God was just blessed us with a, with a desire to, go out and pick kids up and and uh we'd go from neighborhood to neighborhood and trailer park to trailer park or anybody anywhere that wanted to go to church man that's when we had the van we would go pick them up and we had old tools all sold in that work tools and we would load them up and, and uh and i remember remember some of the times that uh that uh, we went out and got people to go to church and and uh i think of uh I think of one time it, I went and picked this brother up, and I don't know why, but he took a liking to me real well. He just—he was a poor boy. He—he he would uh, he was very—he uh, was an alcoholic, and he was in really bad shape to be such a young man. And I remember one time we went and got him, and he was just—we picked him up. And he was so excited about coming to church with us, and he liked me for some reason. He would—he uh, would come to church, and he would sit right beside me wherever I was sitting. And look at me while we was at the service. And he'd be about drunk. Because, I, man, he smelled strong. And, I, and if I said amen, he'd say amen. And anything that I'd done, he, he said that he would, he would follow me. He, he just he liked me above. It seemed that I was the, the reason he was there. And uh, so they had the church had taught on baptism that night, or Brother Roger did or something. He said he wouldn't be baptized. And I felt like, you know, we were just getting wet because of, of uh, you know, his, his situation. He was just, I believe, wanting to please me instead of the Father. 
And uh, but we baptized him, and uh, went back to get him again a little while, a few days later. And uh, they had found him dead, and uh, he was leaning over in the stern wheel of his car. And they said he had strangled to death on alcohol, and said he was OD'd on alcohol. And uh, I remember another time that. Uh, that uh, I had a friend of mine, he was going to go to church with me, and he just kept on saying he was going to go with me. And make a long story short, and he, uh, he had a car wreck and tore the whole back of his head off from his ears, tore the whole back of his head off. Both of them in there together was two of my, like I said, I had a bunch of best friends, and they was two of my, two of my best friends. And uh, I have another friend that I was working with, and, and um, he OD'd. And um, I have several friends that OD'd. I have uh, several friends that committed suicide. And uh, life gets tough, man. A man goes to kill himself. And, uh, you know, and then I, uh, I, I begin to think, and, and you know, then I, I've, I've went through a, you know, divorce and went through uh, just all kinds of situations. And I begin to think, you know, y'all, my ministry just ain't very fruitful. Seems like everything I touched, we had a boy, we had a couple coming here one time, and man ate Robin, uh, what's his name, uh, her, his wife's name. We had them coming here, and they was really involved in church. And um, Matthew baptized in the middle of the night down in Jackson Lake, wasn't he? And, uh, Brother Arnold says we need to get the man a car, and I had I had had some vacation money saved up, and I had eight hundred dollars, and I found him a car for eight hundred dollars, and I took my my vacation money and I bought him the car, and um, as soon as we got him the car, and he had to wait, so we was bringing him back forth to church before we before we had his car, and so soon as soon as we got him a car, wasn't long after he flew the coop, and uh, he he wouldn't come back no more, and. Uh, you know, it seemed like everything, you know, you think, well, y'all, you know, man, we're witnessing and we're doing this, and it's just seemed like it's just hadn't been very fruitful. It's like, a, um, you know, I, you know, just just something I just, the way I just thought of this, you know. And uh, uh, I'm very thankful, too, that, uh, that you know, Robbie calls me to this day. I've got people that's called me. Seemed like I, I got several people used to, used to, especially when I was at work framing. A lot of people, when they'd get in trouble, they would call me. Always call me. And uh, the other day, Robbie called me, and I didn't accept his call, but I probably will. And I, that's so many times before I've accepted his call. And it seems like all of my life, the ministry that I've been placed in, it's sort of like been a tough ministry to where you, you get out and and I remember we would pick some of those kids up, and and uh, some of those kids would be dirty, and their clothes wouldn't be washed, and uh, some of them would no clean underclothes, and you could tell they, their their parents would just put them with us to get rid of them and and take them on down the road, and and uh, so you know they'd be glad to get rid of them, and so we would load them up naturally at the church and take them to the church and and try to try to give them some time and and love them a little bit and and. Uh, and just be a friend to them. And I, and I, I wonder often where, where they're at. 
And I, I wonder often of different people we've seen baptized that I believe that was through Yahweh had used us to help people get get to the place to where they would be, be, be repented and be baptized. And I wonder often where they at. You know, I don't see them. You know, you, where's the fruit of this ad? And, and uh, you know, uh, I believe that, uh, that anything we do, Yahweh's going to honor it if we do it unto Him. And I believe that, that He's going to bless us if we, uh, if we do it as unto Him wholeheartedly. And, uh, but anyway, uh, uh, my ministry was, uh, was this, uh, just seemed like, uh, my ministry I found out now is, you know, when you think of the word ministry, you think of a high-minded pastor with a thousand people in the congregation, you think of money, you think of wealth. You think of land, and you think of log cabins, and you think of Cadillacs, and you think of yachts, and you think of airplanes. And when, when I think of ministry, the way the world's got this place conditioned, that's what goes to your mind. Naturally, anybody would want to be a pastor nowadays because the pastor is, I think, a, a Benny Hinn is, or I was reading the other day, it was worth 40 million. T.D. Jakes is worth 150 million. And I think of stuff like this that, uh, I glamorous man, who wouldn't want to be in this type of ministry to where it was all laid out to you, you know, on a platter. And it's, and, it, and I, you know, I'm sure he's labored. But, uh, but anyway, I, uh, you know, through time I've wondered often what's, what's happened to these people. And I hadn't seen a lot of, uh, uh results, you know, as far as, um, fruit. It's like, I want to see some fruit. And, uh, but I went to, y'all give me the scripture right here. I went over to Galatians, chapter, uh, just a few more minutes, and I'm going to let you out. I'm fixing to hit the nail on the head, okay? And uh, Galatians 6 and 7, I think that's where it is. may not be, yeah. It says, Be not deceived. God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For, for he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And uh, I, one day it occurred to me, and I thought of all these people, how Yahweh had used people in my life as a child when I come up, and how that it seemed like it's just a stepping stone how people had, Yahweh had used people. And I, and I thought one day I hope that somebody can tell a story about me and tell a story of something I said or something that Yahweh had used me to do to create them. Preach Hall, all these people are dead and gone, most of them that I'm talking about. They're dead and gone. But the seed, that, that reaping, that reaping and sowing, brother, is still in effect to this day. And, you know, when I begin to think think of this, and I thought, you know, it's like it's like my children. I think of my children of how, what can I do to say they're not bad kids. I thought, what can I do or say, or 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 
Well, where do I stay? How do I go about getting in the door to touch their hearts? How can I affect them? Because it's like I don't, I don't know how to talk to them. It's like I'm waiting. Y'all will help me to talk to them. I don't want to, I don't want them to where they don't come around the house to see daddy. I don't want them to where they don't come see me and where I can I don't want to be so hard on them to where when they open the door. I know a preacher every time his daughters would come to his house, he'd bless God. He would, he would be on them about cutting their hair and wearing pants and he stayed on them so much about holding them. So he run his kids off. And, uh, but I thought, y'all, I can't touch my children. It's like I can't. Where, what can you do to use me somehow or another to touch my children? And, uh, but it, but the thought occurred to me. Boy, and I like it. I cried. I, I probably cried an hour when I got a hold of this. That one day, one day, me, I'm so deceived, Brother Matthew, to this ministry that I've been talking about right here. I've sowed and I've tried to sow. I try to sow good seed. Sometimes I may sow bad seed. I believe we sow seed every day. It's just a matter of whether we sow good seed or bad seed when we when we face this world every morning. What do I have in me every morning when I wake up? Am I loaded for bear? Am I loaded with the Holy Spirit of Yahweh? Am I loaded with anger? Am I loaded with bitterness? Am I, do I hate my neighbor? You know, am I full of lust? But I feel like. One day, the fruits of my labor will be that Yahweh will send somebody to my children or to the people that I cannot touch. And he'll send that old Baptist preacher and there one day something other and says, and tell him, says, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. He'll send somebody to touch the very thing that I love the most in my life that I cannot touch on my own through sowing seed. Man, this thing is in a it's just it just all ties together. And I thought, y'all, well, what I can't do, you can do. When I'm dead and gone, y'all, it's thing my seed's still gonna be be birthing forth, brother. It's still gonna be birthing. It's still even though I haven't seen a whole lots of fruits from it, but I believe that in the time that my children need help or something other, I believe with all my heart He's going to send somebody by and help them. Man, that encourages me to go on and on and on. Y'all will give them a good friend. He'll send them a good friend like He did me. He sent somebody. It was a time that I did not know, Brother Matthew. There was a time I was blind to this gospel, and he sent somebody. He sent somebody. My mama couldn't touch me. The juvenile courts couldn't touch me. Couldn't nobody do nothing. But he sent somebody to sow seed. That old R.A.'s man, a bad R.A.'s preacher, had give us. I'm so thankful that they had a lighthouse sitting up there taking time for a little boy that was a roughneck, had a big old baby heart, and I was starving to death for the Holy Spirit my whole life. I was starving. Somebody sensed that, and I believe my Father in Heaven, He, he watered this seed just through little, bitty, simple things that, he, that He's given me. And, man, if we sow discord, I'm scared to sow discord to a man because I'm scared... It'll come back to my family, to my children. 
I'm scared to do certain things. If it was coming back on me, it may be different, but it may come back on them. And I don't want it to come on them. I don't want it to be a curse. So listen, we, we picked this girl up one night. She had a bowl of collard greens in the van. She was about half crazy, but I don't know how to word it. But she was about half crazy. She was sitting in the back of the van. She was eating collards, and we was going to church. <laughs> and uh, I thought, man, we was in so many. I ain't no wrong, I guess, for eating collards. It's just very different, you know. <laughs> and uh, just all kinds of circumstances that he placed us in. That where we were, we've been visiting the sick, and we've been. I mean, let's go. To, let's go to Matthew. I'm gonna read the scripture right here, and I'm gonna sit down. And uh. I think it's Matthew, yeah. 31. When the Son of Man shall come in His glory, and all His angels with Him, then shall sit upon the throne of His glory, and before Him shall be gathered all nations, and He shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divided the sheep from the goat. And he shall set the, set the sheep on the right side and the goats on the left. Then shall the king say to them on the right hand, Come ye, blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. He said, I was hungry. And you gave me meat, and you and you gave me drink. I was a stranger. You took me in, naked, and you clothed me, and sick, and you visited me. Was in prison, and you came unto me. Then the righteous answered him, saying, Lord, when shall we be hungry and feed thee? or thirst, or to give drink. We saw thee a stranger. When did we see thee as a stranger, or naked, and clothe thee? Or when shall we thee, or when shall we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto you? And the king answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, insomuch as you have done it, done it unto one of the least of my children. You have done this unto me. You have done this unto me. And that's one thing I can say is every time I've ever tried to do anything, I believed it 100% and I've done it as unto the Father. And I believe whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Where you can't touch or where you can't move in your you can't you can't finger certain things in your life, our creator knows all things. And I believe I believe we need to visit the sick. I believe that's that's my ministry. It seems like my ministry is to the lonely and to the low and to the people that ain't got nothing, to people that people that don't know nothing. Not that it ain't to the rich. I believe it's to the rich too, if the rich can receive it. But it seems like and, and you know, and I'm just so very, very thankful. That I, I really believe whatsoever man soweth, and it just encourages me to go on. One day, one day, you know, I, I told somebody, everybody needs to meet Roger Akins. 
at the point that I was in my life. I'm so thankful that y'all sent Roger Akins across my path. I don't know what, I mean, I, I know y'all will give the increase, but I'm so thankful he sent somebody that I wind up having confidence in one day. And he, he began to tell me I was somebody. He taught me to comb my hair. He taught me to tie my shoes. He taught me to do things that I had never really been taught taught before. And, and, he, and, he, and he tutored me in. He took a little bit of his time. That is ministry. That is ministry. When you can be effective to that little boy. Don't be the old mean man where kids can't play in your yard. Don't be the don't go in McDonald's when the little girl messes up your order and you scold her and hurt her. It might be her very first day there on the job. She might not have ever even come out of the house before in her whole life. And her mom and dad might have been working with her for a long time trying to get her to get out and open up and you go in there and you just be mean as a snake to them and make them feel about that high. You know, it's so easy to do that. It's so easy to have that old negative mean. Instead of saying, that's okay, hon, we can reorder again. You're doing just fine. You're doing just fine, hon. We're gonna, we're gonna, you're doing just good. Day. How long have you been here? Maybe get their name. Try to encourage. Leave them. Leave them. You know, leave them with something. These people left me with something. With something. And, uh, and it's still birth. It's still birthing. And uh, I'm just very thankful that I can water and I can sow. And hey, you know, I thought of this. He's got me speaking to the most knowledgeable people that I know in the scriptures. Because I feel like I drove that white van around through neighborhoods, picking up little bitty nasty kids, just willing to put forth the ministry, not knowing how to do it whatsoever. There was no instructions to what we was doing. We was just doing it, man. We was just doing it. And uh, and, uh, and he, by being willing and obedient, he's placed me in high places, man. He's given me so much knowledge off of other people. He's increased my wisdom through ministries of other people. And he's just 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 sowed it into my life. It's like I ain't even asked for it. It's just weaved into my life. And uh, man, I am just so grateful for it. Told you I won't keep you long. I'm not gonna meddle. Y'all bless you and thank you. And man, I I wanna practice what I spoke tonight. I want to practice it. I want to practice it in the morning. I want to practice it tomorrow night. I want to practice it in the middle of the day. I want to practice it when I don't feel. I want y'all to get on to me when I need to be got on to and, uh, and, and, and help me because all this time, hey, here I come along. And I just, it's like one step, one step. He sees somebody else. I don't know who he's going to see next, but. Anyway, it's just good. How many believe this message? I believe this message. I believe this message. I, I try to live by this message night and day and night and day. Hey, it, it was a good thing in my life.
It wasn't no repetitious thing when I knelt down at that altar and I cried out to y'all. It was a new thing under me, brother, and it was a cleansing thing that would cleanse me. And I'm so thankful I got a hold of something that became real in my life. And uh, anyway, whatsoever man soweth, you're going to reap. You know, if you don't go visit the sick, when you get in the hospital, don't think somebody's going to come see you. Or again, some most people, sometimes you can go visit all the time and something happens to you and won't nobody come see you. <laughs> sometimes you can, you can call up a sick person in the county when they get sick, but when you get sick, don't nobody call you. <laughs> but I guess you just got a hold on in the hand, man, but... But anyway, that's all I got to say, Brother Matthew. Let me dismiss. Father, we thank you for the service. Thank you for your word. And we just give you honor. Let us practice what we preach, Father. We thank you for your goodness and mercy. Yahweh's name, amen.